Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Tomorrow is a very important day for America to vote your biblical values. We're going to be talking about this on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. Well, tomorrow is a major day. Many of you may have already voted early, but most of you will vote tomorrow. That's when the polls open up across the country. And it is a major time in our country's history, particularly with regards to the midterms. These midterms coming up, Holly are probably some of the most important. We always say that each time, but it seems as though politics is becoming more divided than ever, and it makes a significant difference who our leaders are because the country is moved from one side to the other almost like a whipsaw, and you almost have whiplash with drastically different policies. And we've seen drastically different policies with regards to major focus on abortion and on same-sex marriage and LGBTQ and the military and the shot mandates and so many different things that have happened within the last couple of years. It is really a critical time to vote, especially, for example, in the United States Senate. It is deadlocked 50-50 with the tie-breaking vote when necessary to be cast by Kamala Harris as the vice president. And so, so many things have gone through the U.S. House, and they've been stopped, at least temporarily for most part, at the United States Senate because of this 50-50 vote split, such as issues such as the abortion bill, more radical than Roe v. Wade, the Respect for Marriage Act, the Equality Act, and so many other things. So when we're talking about voting, so many people think of politics as a negative term. Uh, But politics really comes from uh, an idea of participating in the public citizenship is your duty as a citizen. And in the United States, we have a unique form of government. It's unlike other places around the world and throughout history. In the United States, we the people are the government. We can't just simply defer to some third party actor as the government. We, the people, are the government, and the authority comes from God to the people, and the people then establish the form of government and the policy makers that create these laws. Voting is a prophetic act to the community. As you believe on Sunday, you should act and do on Monday, Tuesday, particularly at the polls whenever you have an election, and every other day of the week. We can't have this bifurcation of being holy on Sunday and righteous on Sunday and being irreligious and unrighteous through the other days of the week. We have to have consistency, and so pastors should speak on biblical issues, not just during midterms, but at all times of the year. Biblical issues are never 
off limits for the pastor and the pulpit and the church. And you know, it's very important to clarify that. It's not political issues, they're biblical issues, the sanctity of human life you know, um, marriage, those issues are all biblical. And it's easy to complain about what's going on in America right now, but this is happening on our watch, Matt. We as the church are accountable for what's going on. So as a matter of stewardship to the Lord, we have to speak out on these issues, we have to share the truth, and we have to really pray and research our candidates and then vote. You know, Proverbs 29.2 says, with good men in authority, the people rejoice but with the wicked in power, they groan. Well, we have an opportunity to change that and get people of biblical following, righteous people in power. That's up to us. You know, and it's not like our power structure comes down through lineage like you would have in some countries. It's not like it comes down through a dictatorship. Like a king or something, yeah. Or a king. Uh, We don't have an oligarchy, government by the few. We have a system of government with checks and balances, and we, the people, ultimately have the authority and the responsibility and the freedom to be able to cast our vote. And the government is made by God. He's created it. I mean, it says in Isaiah, the government is on his shoulders. The government certainly is a creation of God, but just like anything else, individuals are creations of God, they can go astray, and governments can go astray. When it goes astray, for example, in the form of government that we live in in the United States of America, it doesn't fall as the responsibility just on elected officials, but it falls directly on the individuals, we Mm -hmm. the people, because we the people have the authority, the power, the opportunity, the freedom. You know, a great example of that was in 2020 with the church lockdowns. You know, we the people as Christians had to stand up and say, the government is created to protect our religious freedom, not to control it. Well, and the people of those states where you had the most restrictive lockdowns put those governors in authority. elected them into power, and you began to realize how much they were very pro-abortion and very anti-religious. So they were uh, clearly in favor of keeping abortion clinics operable and then shutting down churches. Those are the kinds of people that were voted into office. They weren't forced into office. They were voted voluntarily by people in office. Voting is, as I said, a prophetic act, but it is also the appointment of an agent. When you vote, you are appointing an agent to act in your behalf. You can't be at the city council, on the school board, in the county commission, at the state legislature, in the cabinet, in Washington, D.C., and all these different places all the time. You have other things in your life to do and responsibilities. So you then appoint an agent in each one of these places to act on your behalf. And you want those agents to follow biblical standards. The agent needs to reflect your biblical standards. You can't believe on Sunday Uh, If you hear a sermon on the sanctity of human life, that God creates human life from the moment of conception, that he called Jeremiah in the womb and he ordained him as a prophet, you can't read and believe Psalm 139 that God knit you together in the womb and knows your inward parts, knows you very intricately and intimately, and then appoint an agent on Tuesday who will then represent you in, say, Washington, D.C., that will pass laws and vote for laws that actually undermine the sanctity of human life. Mm -hmm. For example, right now, let's just 
a clear example. There are members of Congress right now in the United States House that passed a bill that would make abortion a federal law through all nine months of pregnancy. Let me ask you this. Would you or do you know anybody in your church or your congregation of Christian believers, as an example, do you know anybody that would support the destruction of a baby at seven months, eight months in the womb, nine months in the womb, just before they're born? Do you know? Would you do that yourself? No. Why would you appoint someone to do that on your behalf? When you appoint someone to act, that person's action is imputed to you as an individual. Well, you say, well, then, okay, I'm not going to vote. Well, no, it's the same thing, because then what you've done is you've allowed someone else to appoint an agent for you, and not, they may yeah. not have your same biblical values. Yeah, not voting is still voting. It's like um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, uh, the famous pastor, theologian during Nazi Germany, that silence in the face of evil is evil itself. Right. You don't want to speak up because they're going to come after you. Well, if you're silent in the face of evil and you don't do anything to protest or stop the evil, then that silence is evil in and of itself. Right, and we don't want America to turn into a third world country because we're getting really close nowadays. Uh, you know, So we as the people have to do our homework, research these candidates, see the way they've, they've acted and voted in the past. And this is a, a privilege, this is a responsibility we have as Christian citizens. You know, I wish that you could be on some of the calls and see some of the emails that we received from incredible men and women and families of the United States military stationed all over the world. Mm -hmm. These are individuals who love God and love America, yet many of them call and weep because they're under so much pressure over these COVID shot mandates. Well, where did that come from? It came from someone that imposed it in authority. And that person, you know, we have opportunities on all the different levels to vote biblical values. You say, well, there's no perfect candidate. I'm going to throw my vote away for this candidate who you know is not going to be able to win. Well, that's like not voting. Mm -hmm. There's no perfect candidate, and there never will be a perfect candidate on the ballot unless Jesus Christ is on the ballot, but he's not running for office because he's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And there's no perfect voter either. There's no perfect <laughs> so. voter. Vote for someone who right. most consistently is in line with your biblical values and then find other ones later on that are even more consistent with your biblical values and keep voting biblical values. Vote tomorrow and pray for the direction of our country. For more information, visit Liberty Council's website, lc.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved.